Welcome guys to Gamers Cafe. I am open for business for all the gaming news and anything else that developers and players say that's weird, uh, stupid, or anything else in between. Because, hey, we're human and we all say weird and dumb things. Even I do every once in a while. It does happen, unfortunately. I'm your host, Brett Dyster, and let's get on with what's going on in gaming. First of all, if you like playing Rainbow Six Siege, and you should because it is an awesome game, uh, they are doing an update that actually is, should have landed yesterday. Um, this new update will, first off, change the shotgun for Buck's shotgun. Uh, if you don't know, that was one of the newer characters that came out with the DLC where... Uh, he had an automatic rifle and a shotgun, and prior to 2.3 update, the shotgun is supposed to break through walls, and it didn't really do as good of a job as the developers have hoped. So they have updated it, and so it has a bigger spread and will knock through walls a lot better than before, which is, I think, a really great thing. Um, I kind of wish they would, you know, update some of the other ones. Um, for example, uh, you know... Uh, ID, um, the one that allows you to look, uh, you know, see if uh, there's any electronic devices. I think she's still kind of useless to me. She still seems a little useless. Um, some of the other ones as well, but that's the only one I can think of. I remember the name. Um, Capcom? Cap, Cap, Capkin? Uh, yeah, it's Cap, Capkin. The guy who basically does booby traps, uh, I think they should redo it a little bit where at least the booby traps hide a little bit or give us a little bit more avenues to place uh, those booby traps is another one for me. Um, but they're doing also a lot of uh, balance for uh, spawn killing countermeasures. So in the last patch, uh, last patch they altered um, positions. So you can't really, you know, go out and just shoot somebody because that's that's one of the problems in it um in the beginning but people weren't really paying attention to um defenders just breaking walls and just shooting uh while the attackers were coming up uh that has changed a little bit where you're all a little bit more aware and you still slowly progress through the map instead of just rah running we are going to run so they've kind of tweaked it uh in the uh in one of the maps the snowy maps with uh, the yacht, they place a barrier, a snow barrier, so uh, one of the commands cannot shoot right to you. Um, they put a sign up as well um, in one of the bank ones. Uh, this is Main Street Bank, uh, one which you can go down into the sewers. Uh, they placed a sign as well, so it basically will uh, block it block any way of shooting pretty early in game because that can be awful. Um, they've also done hit registration improvements, which is great because in the, and this is part of my review that I was talking about, in the beginning of uh, when uh, Rainbow Six Siege was released, um, hit detection was not that great. Uh, I remember sometimes going, man, I, I swear I hit that person and it said I didn't, but then there was lag as well. Um, they're also going to do ranked matchmaking improvements, um, casual matchmaking improvements as well, which always should be, um, especially for casual, because you can, well, you can, 
you know, get some pretty, pretty bad teams. Uh, but there's, there's some other ones as well that they've done, uh, other fixes, which is great. Um, uh, I highly recommend if you are looking for a new shooter and you cannot wait for Doom because Doom is not coming out till May or you just don't want to play it at all, this is the one to get. Uh, I would say over Division. Division's okay. This one's actually a lot better, a lot more focused, a lot more fun if you like the team deathmatch, more communicating type thing. I'm saying that uh, Division isn't great. It's actually pretty good. All right. Well, it seems like in gaming that they actually really, really, really want to put survival mode into almost everything now. Uh, Fallout said it was going to do it. Now Metal Gear Solid Online is out to put survival mode into it. This is only for the online mode. Now, if you haven't paid for the DLC, you will be restricted from playing it to about uh, 10 times a week. Uh, and you can only try out the new maps unless you buy the DLC. Apparently Capcom's like, buy the DLC or else, I feel like it. If you're wondering what the DLC is called, it's called Clo Cloaked in Silence expansion. Um, so it should be interesting uh, to see what that actually does. Uh, survival mode's never, never a bad thing. Uh, it makes the game a lot harder than uh, it was previously intended to be, which for a lot of for a lot of players, that's what they want because they want a bigger challenge. And sometimes the original game isn't the greatest challenge in the world. All right, Far Cry Primal has is also adding a survival mode. Now, what they are going to be doing is they're going uh, obviously uh, the enemies are going to be a lot harder to, uh, to kill. They're also going to you're also going to be a little bit easier to kill as well. It's going to well, their damage is going to be a lot worse. Than the normal game. They also have an option for permadeath. Now, if you don't if you don't know what permadeath means, it means once you die, your character is dead. Completely dead. You cannot come back to life. You cannot pass go. You cannot collect your respawn. Yes, that's what it actually means. Uh, so it's interesting that they're gonna add this. They are also taking off the minimap by default, and the fog of war will be strengthened and movement will be limited to uh stamina gauge. So you'll have actually have a stamina gauge. Plus, fast travel will consume both stamina and food, and taming animals will be diff mo much more difficult than before. Uh for example, you would have to for some animals, you would have to bring their life down to Half-Life, <laughs> uh, to actually get them to be uh, tamed. Some of the animals in survival mode will not come back as well. Some more of the upper-tier animals will not come back once you once they've already been dead. So, for example, you can retame a leopard or a wolf, but creatures like a Bloodfang Sabretooth do not come back once lost unfortunately. So uh, this will actually be a little more tactical of do you want to do you want to use that really rare and um, hard to find creature or uh, animal that you tame or do you want to do a leopard or a, lion, or a wolf? That's up to you but that would be an interesting that's an interesting move and I kind of like a little bit more difficulty to it as well. All right my rocket leaguers. Uh, the Rocket League's basketball-themed Dunk House mode is coming in April. Woohoo! Yeah! Uh, for all of you people that have played, I love Rocket League. I wish I would actually play a little bit more, but 
reviewing other things is always taking my life and doing this for you guys as well. Uh, so yeah, it is coming in April and it will allow you to, you know, play around basketball. I mean, if you got tired of the little soccer theme, uh, you who are really good at Rocket League will probably love this and dunking and shooting your basket and doing all that fun stuff. If you haven't played Rocket League yet, I highly recommend you get on Steam. It is probably one of the best games. Fun, challenging, sometimes frustrating games you will play out there. It is great. If you're looking for someone to play, find me on Steam at Digital Coffee Podcast. Yes, and my um, logo will be the same as well, so you will find me there easily. Uh, But I have it. I'll use the Steam controller because it's one of the better ways of doing it. I haven't tried the keyboard yet. I'm actually going to try the keyboard just to see the difference in it. But the, the, but Rocket League is a very controller-based game, or feels like a very controller-based game. So I'm actually really excited to see this. Uh, it's going to be a free mode as well. The dunk mode and the new map's going to be a dunk house, and the new map's going to be a, f- a free mode. So get excited. I like when developers kind of give you a little bit of extra stuff that you don't have to uh, pay for because a lot sometimes it's like, here's the game. All right, here's 50 other things, but there's at least going to be a buck or more. I'm talking to you, Call of Duty. Yes, that's right. I said it. All right. If you haven't if you haven't noticed that Tribe Ascend, yes, the remake of a very old but popular classic game called Tribes has been updated again. Now, back in December, uh, Hi-Rez Studios decided to uh, make a new patch for it. Now, they, ha- they, didn't, they haven't patched it in about... That was last December. Before that, they didn't patch it in two years. Yes, that's right. Two years they didn't patch it. Well, they High Res was like, yeah, we screwed up. We probably should have done that. So they were they're trying to bring it back to life. So there's a new actually a new update which adds a new Hellfire map for uh, uh, capture the flag in Blitz mode. Uh, it also increases the vote kick percentage from 35 to 45 percent as well and uh, changes ammo pickup health to uh, 400 HP across all armor types. Um, And that's by a community request. Now the change in weapon uh, damage and how you damage a character is more RNG based and removed in favor of skill based precision. So that means if you miss, you miss. And if you hit, you hit. It's not, oh, I didn't have the higher percentage, so I missed type of a thing. Uh, the throw, the thrown disc damage has been halved from 600 points to 350 points, and direct hits have been increased from 1.5 to 2. Now, if you're looking for uh, a really great team-based shooter that's not Call of Duty, it's not Battlefield or Battlefront, for that matter, uh, Battlefront. Um, this is actually pretty good. Unfortunately, the player base isn't as big as it was when it began several of uh, the three, two or three years, four years ago. Um, but it's still it's still a really great game, and you get to learn how to ski. Uh, skiing is kind of a thing that tribes did way back when. It's kind of where you ski. Well, it's basically the same thing as skiing as moving hills, go down, go up. Turn left, turn right. It's actually pretty. It's pretty cool to actually do skiing. Is kind of a thing for uh, tribes to do. It, it allows you to get through the map a lot quicker, and a lot of really experienced players could probably ski the whole map and do things without stopping at all. All right, 
Microsoft is having their build conference. Uh, it ends tomorrow, actually, but they they had it yesterday. It's uh, going on today and tomorrow. And uh, Phil Spencer, one of the uh, head guys for the Xbox uh, gaming unit, uh, has announced that they will be changing. They will be adding more support for Universal Windows because uh, Microsoft has pledged to you know support PC gaming again. Uh, they've kind of forgot to so. They, they've decided that you can disable VSync. They will also add G-Sync and FreeSync. These are kind of the variants of NVIDIA and uh, AMD's version of kind of, you know, having better. VSync is great, but G-Sync and FreeSync is a lot better for refresh rates and monitors. There are also, there's a lot of newer ones that are actually built into it. So um, that's kind of where the technology is. So you don't really have to do the V-Syncing. The V-Syncing can uh, really cripple your... Uh, Frame rate at times. It also depends on the game, as always. Uh, it also said it will support uh, mods. Now, it, it said it will support mods within, um, like, Steam and those types of um, ways of doing it. So uh, Nexus mods may actually not be supported, which actually may not be the greatest thing in the world, especially for PC players. But they did demonstrate that it actually runs smoothly if you use Steam Workshop with they use Age of the Empire 2. They also use The Witcher 3 for it as well. Even though The Witcher 3 really doesn't have a Steam Workshop, they kind of uh, gave modding tools, but it's more through the Nexus mod. So we'll see if they actually support the Nexus mod as well, because that, uh, that's one of the more robust places to get mods and great mods too. I love looking through Nexus mods and going, ooh, I like this one. Ooh, I like this one. Um, but yeah, I mean... Like I said before, it may not do all of them. Uh, it may actually be uh, developer-sponsored mods, and that primarily will probably be through uh, the Steam Workshop, which isn't really a bad thing, but it can be limit. Uh, there can be limitations to it depending on what the developer gives out and and stuff. Uh, the great thing is that they will actually support overlays for, so that could be using Fraps. I don't really use Fraps that much. I think it kind of debilitates the. For me a little bit, but that type of thing. Hopefully, um, Curse as well. Um, that uses a little bit of an overlay. Or Forge, or any of those other little players. Or even OBS and XSplit. Because those are going to be a little bit... Kind of a little bit of overlays as well with it. Not really as much. But they do have some overlays, uh, depending on what you use. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still have Fraps. Fraps isn't a bad thing. It's just not that good. Mm -hmm. All right, it looks like maybe, possibly, uh, Mass Effect and Drama plot has slipped a little bit. Now, this is a kind of a rumor, and it's more through uh, marketing that uh, EA Marketing had a survey. And um, Mass Effect and Drama takes place, uh, takes players to Andromeda Galaxy far beyond the Milky Way, where players will lead the fight for a new home in hostile territory where we are the aliens opposed by a deadly indigenous race bent on stopping us. Um, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to allow players to experience freedom to traverse and explore planet-dense planet but seamless open-world galaxy rich with discovery. So it may have light loading screens, but I wouldn't be so sure about that. Uh, Mass Effect previously has had several different loading screens from going to planet to ship to other parts of the ship as well. If they can even 
cut those loading screens down to half and maybe like you can search the whole ship without it. Uh, that would be great. I understand there's gotta be some type of loading to it. So I'm not really expecting too much out of that as well. Um, but as for the story, stories, the next humanity's, uh, humanity's next chapter and players choices, uh, Player choices throughout the game will ultimately determine our survival in the Andromeda Galaxy. So you, you, it seems like you are the conqueror or the person invading a planet to carve out a new place for humanity to survive. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what actually happens with it, just because uh, this is a new kind of chapter of the Mass Effect world. Uh, you aren't going to play as Shepard anymore. That story arc is done, uh, depending on if uh, now how you feel about that story arc is completely different. Most people just don't like the ending of Last Mass Effect 3, and I don't blame you too much as well. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. All right. Are you really looking for a Star Wars game where you can pilot an X-Wing again? Well... Steam is finally going to have Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3D. Uh, it's going to be on sale for about $10. Um, it was released way back in 1998, so it's quite old. Um, it had, for its time, it was pretty, um, when it came out, it was pretty, like, pretty graphics, a lot of great effects, the explosion spoke, engine glow, tracer, and fire, and more. Uh, but now it, well, not anymore. It's not that great anymore. <laughs> um, but if you love the nostalgia and you want to put your nostalgia gl uh, glasses on, this is a great game for you. Unfortunately, it may actually have a lot of problems with it because it looks like the GOG version hasn't really been updated very well either. So player beware if you actually buy this. That's all I'm saying about that. That's all I'm saying. All right. There looks like to be a new trailer for Doom, and it, it is very... Well, it's live action, so you actually get to see, well, computer animated aliens mostly, but a live action person running and gunning, and it looks, it looks very old school Doom-like, which is hurrah for me, because I'm really looking forward to what uh, this Doom is going to be all about. Uh, Doom 3 was a little bit different, a little bit more scary, but this one I'm hoping is going to be really great and going to be what I expected to be as the old dooms and with the multiplayer and how it's more just uh, armor packs and picking up um, uh, head, health packs. I don't know why I lost word for that, but health packs as well. And plus the way you can just turn into a demon. It's all looking pretty good. Uh, the, the very closed open or beta, very closed open beta, kind of closed, mostly closed, beta um, starts tomorrow. Now, it looks like you could also uh, pick up a beta code from GameStop uh, tomorrow through April 3rd. Obviously, it's while supplies last, so if you really want to get it, uh, go over when you can. The first thing you can, the first time it opens. So if that's on your lunch break, then go on your lunch break. And if this is an April Fool's joke tomorrow, it that that's not cool. Not cool whatsoever, but it could happen. All right, there is gonna be a new HyperX Cloud headset, or HyperX uh, headset. It's called the Cloud. It's called the Cloud Revolver, I should say. Um, it is 
landing at tomorrow, actually. It'll be uh, pre-orders will be getting tomorrow. Sorry. It'll be out on May 9th. Pre-orders will be on April 1st. Um, it's going to be about $120 and uh, well, dollars. So it's it's going to be pretty pricey, but usually Kingston's uh, HyperX line is actually one of the best lines to actually get for gaming heads, hence uh, headsets, oh, handsets. Uh, that'd be weird. Uh, but headsets. I don't know why I have to always stop. But um, if you really don't can't spend the cash, you can get the other models as well. Some of them are actually pretty priced reasonably. Uh, one of them that's been rated highly is about seventy dollars instead of one hundred twenty because it, it is pretty expensive. Um, now it's it's going to be a very it's going to be really good build quality. Obviously, um, it's uh, also it's going to have uh, the headsets only going to weigh about three hundred sixty grams, and with a unidirectional noise canceling mic and cable attached, it weighs three hundred seventy six grams. So it's really light, and uh, I like the noise canceling feature on the mic because. Uh, the mic I'm using even to record this podcast does not have the noise canceling, so I pick up everything, but luckily I have programs to get rid of that. Unfortunately for gaming, that's not always the choice or the case, and you're sometimes stuck with what you can do with it. Yes. Mm. All right. It looks like Time Splitter 2 has been hidden inside Homefront Revolution. Yes, there is going to be an arcade where you can actually play the first two levels of Time Splitter the game. Uh, especially Time Splitter 2. Now, that's kind of cool because Time Splitter was actually a really fun game if you actually played it on consoles. It never really actually made it out to the PC quite yet, so it's interesting to see if uh, Time Splitter, the franchise, moved over with um, the developer of Homefront as well to Deep Silver. If it is, great. I really want another Time Splitter, especially on the PC, because those were actually fun games to play around with. Um, they were kind of just time warping games that didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but were just fun shooters to you know shoot around with. Um, so if you really want to play the first two levels, just try to sh- just make sure you find uh, the arcade in it, and then you can play the f- first two levels. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesomeness. All right, my Hitman fans, uh, episode two, Spaznia, uh, is coming in April. Yes, it will come out April 26th, so you still got a little under a month, luckily, but you still got some time to wait. Um, This will be, it's entitled Spaznia's. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I'm completely butchering it. I know that. Uh, but it's a fictional town south of Italy. Um, so, you know, a lovely town for you to kill people in, basically. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what this actually brings. I decided not to review this because I didn't really... I'm not saying that, is, that Hitman isn't a great franchise. I just didn't really want to. I don't mind that. I don't mind it at all, but... Yeah. I just didn't really, I, I really wanted the whole game. I really didn't want to wait for the rest of the game. And so that's kind of like my, my decision was it. Um, they're also going to do a new patch. Now, the patch has already gone out for consoles for some odd reason. I don't know why. I mean, it's easy to actually patch uh, games on the PC a lot. Well, I say a lot easier to patch things on the PC than the consoles. But apparently the consoles first because uh, reasons and it's harder to patch them because you have to get certified by Microsoft. Or Sony, and uh, that's probably that maybe why they actually did it. But 
The PC version will be coming in the near future, so hopefully a lot of those bugs that people have picked up on will be gone or not as bad as before because that's bugs are terrible. They're not very good. All right, Roller Coaster Tycoon World goes into early access. Yes, with the change of the developer and uh, a price of $50 to buy the core features and content of the game, um, which includes the campaign sandbox and scenario modes, 10 coasters, 30 flat rides, four themes, and a full and not really actually balanced simulation park ops, various stalls, amenities, and uh, terrain editor um, is being released now. Unfortunately, a lot of people that have gotten this have said it's not really. It ha there hasn't been many changes in what Roller Coaster Tycoon World has done, and the funny thing is that Roller Coaster Tycoon Three had a lot more things to do, and, uh, and basically the the improvements aren't that great, and it really isn't a full full feature gaming experience. A lot of people, a lot of people on Steam have said. This is not a great game. This is not what I signed up for. This is not what I want, and so on and so forth. So this could be a great time to say, hmm, maybe I should do Planet Coaster instead. But uh, that's that's done by Frontier, who has done Elite Dangerous, which is actually a really great game. So if you're looking for a different than Roller Coaster Tycoon, that might be a better thing for you, because right now in Early Access, those, those mostly negative reviews are not going to help its sales. It's actually going to completely trounce its sales. Uh, so I hope they actually get it better and actually running, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have people buy a $50 game and it hasn't changed since the beta from the last beta, that's a problem. That's a bad problem. Alright, have you been wanting to try out Unravel? Well, on Origins starting actually yesterday, you can actually download it or try the demo for free. And now this this demo gives you about 10 hours of playtime, so you can see if Unravels for you. It is an interesting uh, action platformer where you are a yarn little guy, and you jump around, and your yarn leaves basically where you've been type of a thing. Um, so it should be interesting to see if it actually, if anybody will actually, you know, do it, play it, or actually use the advantage for, for it. Now, it's funny because demos were, were the norm in the past where a lot of companies would make demos so people could try out and then buy the game. Nowadays, there's no such thing as demos. It's all pre-orders, and people are saying, well, I hope it's good. Uh, but a lot of betas nowadays are becoming the demos. Um, it's kind of funny. Beta tests are a thing. I'm like, I'm not really beta testing. I'm just playing the game. I mean, I could give you my feedback, but if the game's coming out next week, you're not going to have time to actually implement all these changes. Um, so they should really just redo it, call betas nowadays demos, because that's really what they are. They're glorified demos. But it looks like uh, some mocab uh, actor has revealed that, they're, that they are making Shadows of Mordor 2, which, by the way, isn't really the biggest surprise in the world because it was one of the best games in 2014. Yes, I loved it. I played it. It was great. Um, and so it looks like one of the, one of the 
Uh, there is a, a site called iStunt, which is basically the IMDB of uh, stunts and acting. And a person uh, put up one of their uh, jobs that they did, and it was kind of Shadow of Mordor 2. Unfortunately, someone already screenshot shot it, and she put it in private, which didn't really help because, well, someone already screenshot it, and once you actually do that, people will screenshot. That's how it goes. Uh, so, like I said, it, it's, it'll, it's not the biggest surprise in the world. I'm expecting Shadow of Mordor to be announced in a few months at E3, that's probably where it's going to be announced. Uh, I foresee it being finally being announced because they've probably been working on it for a little while. Um, so I expect it to be out either late 2000 this year or early 2017. Um, probably more in the mid 2017, depending on how far along we've actually uh, done it. Uh, that's like I said, that's all depending on it. But like I said before, this announcement that. Uh, Shadow of Mordor 2 is actually being made isn't the biggest surprise in the world. It was a great game back in 2014. Most reviews were really uh, favorable for this game, so this is not the biggest news in the world. Not at all. All right. Now, I talked about this last week on uh, Gamers Cafe where there was a bug uh, in the division that... Uh, Basically, backpacks caused a bug where high-level backpacks would be removed. You couldn't do anything with them. Um, you would lose everything. It basically was the most game-breaking thing that happened. Well, it looks like they finally figured out what was the cause of the source, and they were now going to be fixing the problem. And this is going to be the top priority. So it should be interesting to see what they actually do with it. But it's great that they finally found the issue with it. Now, they're saying that don't do anything now with it. Don't. Replace anything if you have those high-level backpacks. If you don't, you don't have a problem. It's only the high-level backpacks. So don't replace anything. Don't do anything with it. Just leave it alone for a while. So if you go in the dark zone, just move it off there. Save it in your stash. And don't ever try to do anything with it because they don't want you to do that. But it's great that they've actually found it and they are actually going to patch it. Hopefully in the next coming weeks that they will be able to push out the patch because that, that's a pretty bad patch to have. Also news that their they're, uh, Division April updates, it also details trading. They're actually going to bring trading. Now trading's going to be interesting because you can drop it within your group and your group can pick it up. However, uh, this is only if you are with each other prior to getting the loot. So if you join a group after, nobody can take it from you. Now in the dark zone, it's going to be playing a little bit different because you have to go to the gate before you can drop it. And there is a timeline on how much you can, on when someone can accept uh, the loot that they're going to give. Now, if you have more than a couple players in your group, anybody can pick it up. So make sure that if you want someone specifically to have it, they pick it up first, especially if you're playing with a bunch of random people as well. Also, there's also going to be something called incursions, and this is more going to be like rating for uh, the division. Now, you, it is recommended that you have level 31 gear. Um, it's probably more going to be towards dark zone um, type things because you are level capped at level 30. I have not seen level 31 yet. Um, so it's more going to be Dark Zone, so make sure you get your Dark Zone level up to 31 before it actually launches. Um, this will be high This will be high difficulty and have multiple... So have 
either through matchmaking, find a group, or have a, a group of friends help you out with that as well. Um, this will allow you to get high level loot, but only it will only you can play it multiple times, but you can only get that drop once um, once a day. Uh, so be prepared for that. There's also going to be uh, kind of uh, specific types of loot as well from the Falcon Lost. There's going to be the Sentry Call, which is precision focused, uh, Strike Battle Gear, which is action. Uh, no, action, assault oriented and technician authority or for playing, supporting a team with healing and path of the nomad earned in the dark zone. Uh, that would probably be me because I am the lonely gamer, which will probably be my new series for Twitch and YouTube because I've been trying to figure out what I can actually title it and what I can actually do with my accounts. I have not been doing a very good job of that, to be honest with you, because I've been you know, doing this. Um, but yeah, it's great to see that. I like the trading thing. I like the gear sets and I like the incursions. I think the incursions will be really great for it. I do hope they still actually want to change the dark zone because the dark zone is not, it needs, it needs a revamp. It's just not how I would wish it was intended. I wish it was a little bit better than what it is. I think my biggest sticking point with the dark zone is that if you be, go rogue or are killed by or you go rogue or killed by somebody you lose your experience points which is kind of frustrating or if you are not rogue and you try to kill rogue and you die you still lose experience points it's uh frustrating i am fine if you lose credits i'm fine if you lose the gear it's just the experience points i think is a sticking point for me where it's like i spent how many hours doing this and then i'm penalized by that uh so yeah now, on to my main thing, and I know this one, this episode is actually going to go quite long. Um, recently, I read uh, that one of the writers for Tomb Raider was calling for diversity because there was a lack of diversity in characters, and she was basically doing what modern society has done today. Diverse means women people of color, et cetera, et cetera. What they actually leave out, and which I'm always a sticking point to, is diversity of opinion, diversity of philosophy, diversity of just different types of ideas. We don't actually ever talk about that. And then this is what I want everybody to understand. I'm okay with whatever character you want to do, whether this you want to do, or with a lot of games, allowing people to pick whichever one they want to do. That's fine. I have no problem with that. What I want people, what I want writers to understand is that writing a diverse set of characters does not mean, hey, we have a woman, we have a black person, we have an Asian person, we have a white person, we have this, this, and this, we have all our ducks in the row. No, that doesn't actually really make great characters. The great characters is more of diversity of thought, different thoughts, different opinions, different life experiences. Those are what diversity should be, should actually be the be more about the people that care about diversity so much care about very superficial things about sex, race, gender, and sexual orientation. Those are really the only things they care about. Now you could say that they can come in with different thoughts and opinions and different diversity of opinions, thoughts, philosophies as well. True. But a lot of times they aren't as well as people that follow basically either one political faction, I'm just going to call them factions, um, usually don't have, don't deviate from different opinions. Not saying that they don't ever, but a lot of times they will 
be almost the same nowadays because nobody wants to be different for some odd reason. Oh, you're a Democrat. Well, we all follow this. Me too. And then you're basically deep down going, I don't. It's so bad. And then when you do, you're ostracized for thinking differently. It's what's called groupthink. And groupthink is actually a terrible thing because what happens is that ideas are pushed along because everybody goes, yep, yep, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And someone with a different opinion goes, wait, are you sure this is a good idea? They don't question it. And so my problem is with this diversity thing that's been infiltrating everywhere and intersexuality, which has its own problems as well, is that the fact that we aren't actually talking about diverse characters as not only gender, race, sexual orientation, all that, all those fun physical markers, mostly I call them more physical or superficial markers, um, we aren't really taking the in-depth of what is their motivation behind it? What is their beliefs on life? What do they what do they think about? Are they more towards this or they more towards that? Do they care about killing people? Um, do they not kill women? Do they kill men only? Why do they do that? Those types of things are the basis of building a strong character. Just having a woman in there isn't and saying, oh, we're going to build a strong woman is not the best way of doing it. Understanding her motivations, getting to the core of what her character is beyond what the physical markers are is a better way of doing it. And why I say she is because it's Tomb Raider is a she. Now, I thought Tomb Raider was an okay story. It wasn't really that great. Um, it had basically from the first reboot Tomb Raider to the second game, Rise of the Tomb Raider, they were almost the same. It was weird. Almost the same plot points to the letter. Laura gets into a terrible accident. Shipwreck um, falling off a ice cliff or ice sheet when you're trying to, you know, do some rock climbing. Finds a hidden way city. Finds a hidden way city in the first and the second one. Uh, is left with nothing, no gear at all and has to build her own gear. Same thing with that. Finds... Find uh, mystical city as well, um, and then w figures out that the treasure they're trying to find is haunted. It doesn't really work right. There's actually some pretty bad penalties to it. So she decides to destroy it. Same in the first and second game. Undead armies tries to stop her. Plus the non-undead army tries to stop her. First and second game. Like I said, it was almost to the letter. The same. I mean, there were some little differences in it, but I was like, I'm playing Tomb Raider rebooted 2.0. Why? So my point is here is that if we're going to talk about diversity, we need to talk about diversity as a whole. Not just what race, gender, sexual orientation, and sex you are, but also diversity of thought. What is your motivations? What are your thoughts? Are you more conservative, liberal? Do you care about free speech? I'm, I'm, I'm just doing more political thought. But you get my point is that I care more about that than I care about the markers that people more care about for some odd reason. I get that gaming is a little bit more uh, involved with players. And so they have to be careful about that. And also make sure that they have a diverse cast of characters. But that, that also comes with just making... Either a game that allows the allows the player to build their own character or try to find a way to have multiple characters that you can pick and choose from. 
that's another way of doing it as well. But like I said before, I care about the writing and how you write the character more than I care about who, what race, sex, sex orientation they are. That does not bother me as much as are you writing well thought out characters that have their own motivations and don't feel like they are stereotypes to be stereotypes is easier to write it that way. That's my all I care about. All right, what do you think about that? Do you think diversity really matters only in the physical or superficial matter? Or do you think that writing as a whole should be more towards diversity of thought and the whole of motivations behind their thoughts? Let me know in the comments below and always tune in tomorrow where I am live on uh, Zcast for Digital Coffee. It's going to be a fun time where I just go and you know, give an overview of what's going on. I'm trying to change it around. Um, if you want, if you're interested, it's it's called Zcast. Uh, I will be uh, streaming at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So check me out. All right, guys. Hope you have a good day and keep on gaming. Later.